Let's just pray as we continue the message. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing back our brothers and sisters who went home uh, to visit their loved ones, and we pray for those who are going, even us mission team who will leave next month. Uh, we pray for those who lost loved ones. We pray for those who are sick. Pray, Lord God, that you would give strength and you would get healing as we look to you. In your time, you would answer us because you said so. We pray, Lord God, for what's happening in the world. We pray that you stop the bushfires in Australia. We pray, Lord God, that the uh, eruption of Ta'a would end soon without casualties or damage to properties. We pray that there would be a settlement between these two countries. We pray that the earthquakes would cease, Lord. Although at the back of our mind we know that this will happen again. And so we just pray, Lord, that for us and for our loved ones and people we know, that we would focus our eyes upon you and continue to wait on you, continue to abide your name, and do what you have told us to do no matter what's happening. We pray for strength when we're feeling weak. We pray for joy when we're feeling sadness. We pray for courage when we're getting afraid or rattled by these things. We said that these things will happen. But we should be of good cheer, for you have overcome the world. We pray, Shulur, God, as we look to your word again, as we are reminded again by our word to wait on you. Even though our world is getting destabilized, even things are moving in directions that we don't want them uh, to go, because even as we hear of these rumors of destructions and war, help us continue to wait upon you, for you never fail. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will never pass away. One day there was a man who thought of sowing seeds, and so he went out, and some of the seeds fell along the path, and they were trampled upon by people, and the rest of the seeds were eaten by birds. Some of the seeds fell on uh, places, on rocky places, and after some time those seeds grew up and became plants, but because the soil was shallow and there was no moisture, the plants died. Some of the seeds fell on places where there are weeds and thorns, and the seeds became plants, but after some time they also withered and died because the weeds and thorns uh, choked them. Now, others fell on good soil, and the story goes that those seeds that fell in good soil, they grew up and they produced a harvest hundredfold. Now, it became interesting to me what Jesus said about the good soil about what the good soil represents. And he says, the good soil that received the word of God and grew up and bare fruit are people. And these are severe words. He said, as for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. So Jesus saying, People, good soil are people who not, do not only have good hearts and honest hearts, but who learn patience. For people to grow in the knowledge of God and bear fruits to the glory of God, they are not only those who have honest and good hearts, but they are also those who have learned patience or perseverance. That's why the title of our message today is, We Need Endurance. 
We're continuing our message from last week, and we try. I try to set the tone for our for this year. As I shared to you, that the theme that the Lord placed in my heart for this year is waiting for the Lord, and it's hard to wait on the Lord when negative things are happening around. The Lord wants us to wait on Him. We find it in many verses in the Bible. We are to wait on the Lord, and for us to wait on the Lord. We need perseverance, we need endurance, we need patience. He says in Isaiah, Owen's song, Be still and know that I am God. Those who understand what I am saying, The Lord says, Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 37 verse 7, the Lord says, Be still before the Lord. And wait patiently for him. Isaiah 14, verse 31. They who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. And the encouraging and warm passage when Jesus says in Matthew 11. Come to me all you are weary. Those of you who are rattled. And I'll give you rest. But take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And I should take my yoke upon as you learn from me, you will find rest for yourselves. God is never in a hurry, but is never late. He is always at work, but is never too busy. We look up to the heroes of our faith, people like the Apostles John, Apostles Paul, Apostles Peter, or in modern times we look up to, I don't know who are your heroes of faith. For me, it's John Wesley, it's Jonathan Edwards, it's Martin Luther, and white of Moody. We look up to them. We celebrate the legacies of their faith, but somehow we tend to ignore the patience that they demonstrated and the long way that they endured. We, we, we want to mimic their fruits, but we're not willing to mimic their fruit, their roots, from where their fruits came from. Proverbs 12, verse 12 says, the root of the righteous bears fruit. For those of you who know farming or planting, the root of a plant is important. If you do not take care of the roots, you won't see any fruits. Our predecessors are those who came before us to care of their roots and were willing to put in the hard work and wait patiently for the fruits to appear. But someone in our generation, we become so obsessed with the food, with the fruit, with growth, 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 without the willingness to put in the hard work and the long way. But it doesn't work that way. Therefore, we need endurance. In some areas of life, there are valid shortcuts that save us time and effort. And you want to take those shortcuts. My sister said that my favorite color when I'm driving is green. Uh, <laughs> but the areas of life that are most important, we need to go along with the, the ancient paths, the tried and tested roads, and avoid those dangerous shortcuts. Praise the Lord for the microwave oven. But we know that to always eat frozen dinners is not healthy. There are a few times when instant things come in handy. But most of good things in life, they do not happen instantly. Most 
Things that are instant are not good. Some of them are even bad. Instant coffee? Coffee expert says they are the worst kind of coffee. Instant noodles? Favorite food of young people? Full of salt and preservatives. Instant food? Delata canned goods? Full of preservatives. Uh, instant fortune? Biglang yaman. Many of them, they did not know how to handle the, the instant world and destroy their family. How about instant marriage? How about instant baby? We need endurance. Our passage says in verse 35, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. We can wait for the Lord, because we can have confidence in the Lord, because we know what the track record says, what our experiences say, that the Lord will not fail, He will always deliver, but He will deliver in His timetable and schedule. Therefore, we need endurance. Verse 36 says, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Patience or endurance is hard. But it's not only a necessity in life, it's a necessity in the Christian life, most especially. Many people despise patience. They're always in a hurry, always demand, always want things to happen instantly. But it's to our benefit that we learn and develop endurance or patience. In fact, do not expect anything that is truly good and lasting. If you're not willing to learn it, we need endurance. And so in our text, we learn first, we need endurance because the Christian life is not easy. Remember the parable of Jesus? Those seed that became fruitful were those that fell on good soil. And Jesus, those, the good soil are those people who receive the word of God with honest and good hearts. And bore fruit with patience. Patience. The original recipients of the book of Hebrews experienced persecution because of their faith in Christ. You read verse 32. Sometimes we ask, why is it that sometimes when a person becomes a Christian, problems happen? When they were not in prison, there were no problems. Or you're not alone. Verse 32 says that right after they became Christians, afflictions came. The Roman historian Suetonius mentioned that in 49 AD, the Emperor Claudius expelled all Christians from Rome. And many of the original recipients of the letter to the Hebrews were those Christians who were expelled from Rome. Imagine being expelled from where you grew up. You were uprooted, you brought along your family, and you became refugees that is stuck. And why did they expel that? Because they believe in Christ. Verse 32 says that right after they became Christians, they experienced persecution and hardships. Verse 32 says some of them were publicly exposed to reproach and embarrassment. Verse 34 says some of them even experienced the plundering or confiscation of their properties. And there's always the imminent threat of imprisonment and even death for the sake of our faith. And this thing could happen to anyone. We praise the Lord for freedom here in North America. But be ready that anytime this freedom 
will be taken away from us. And these things make Christian life difficult. Therefore, we need endurance. Because Christian life is difficult, therefore, true Christians are enduring and strong people because Christian life is not easy. Christian life is not for those who are feeble of heart. It is often difficult and even dangerous and true Christians need endurance because they cannot live the life of faith without endurance. They need to be strong, but honestly they know they could not have that strength within themselves. They need to get that strength from outside of them. And we get that special kind of strength that causes us to endure from the one after whom we are named, the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember the Lord telling Joshua a number of times, Be strong and courageous. And he's saying that to all of us. Why? Because life is not easy. Young people, praise the Lord that you grew up in a life of convenience here in Canada. But when you enter the real world, the real life, be ready. Because life is not easy. Psalm 27 verse 14 tells, Wait for the Lord. Be strong. So we need strength to wait for the Lord. Let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord. Now we ourselves know that by ourselves we are not strong. But the promise of scripture in 2 Corinthians is, When we are weak, then we are strong in Christ. We can be enduring to Christ who strengthens us. And Christians are people who admit that they are weak, that they always ask God every day for strength to endure. Maybe that's something we need to ask every day when we do our devotion. Lord, give me strength to endure what you would allow to come my way today or this week. We need endurance because most of the patterns of this world are opposite of the patterns of the kingdom of God. And Romans 12 says, we are not to conform to the patterns of this world. We need endurance because we are to bless those who curse us. We are to pray for those who persecute us. We are to love those who don't love us. We are to greet those who do not greet us. We are to reach out to those who are not interested in what we believe. We need endurance because the devil wants to destroy us and the world wants to laugh at us. We need endurance because we are to deny ourselves and carry our crosses as we follow Christ. We need endurance because we are to pray without ceasing. We are to, to rejoice always and give thanks in all circumstances. For people like us, people who believe in God, it's not hard. To do what's right. Because we have that inside of us. That desire to do what's right. What is hard is to do what is right. Always. For people like us. It's not hard to serve the Lord. We want to serve the Lord. But what is hard is to serve the Lord. When life becomes difficult. Or ministry becomes tough. Or when you don't see the fruits. Or things are turning out not the way you expect it. For people like us, it's not hard to do good to others. It comes to us naturally if you're a follower of Christ. I notice that. What is hard is to do good to others for a long time. Because we get tired of it. 
It's not hard to believe. It is hard to believe until the end. And therefore, we need endurance. During World War I, Pastor Donald Barnhouse led the son of a prominent American family to the Lord Jesus. And this young man, this young soldier, proved the genuineness or authenticity of his salvation and conversion to Christ that right after he became a Christian, he testified to his fellow soldiers. Even while fighting, they would pray, he would pray for them and minister to them and testify of Christ. And by God's grace, he survived the war and he had to go back to his privileged life in America and he was afraid. He was afraid that when he goes back to his privileged life in America, he would go back to his old life and stop following the Lord. And that sometimes happens. And so he spoke to Pastor Donald Barnhouse for prayer and advice. And Pastor said, if you are careful to make public confession of your faith in Christ to people you meet when you go home, you don't have to worry. You don't have to give up your worldly connections. Your worldly connections will give you up. And so when he went home, the moment he stepped out of the train station of his town or city, he met a girl who he has known socially. And they hugged him. Hi, how are you? You know, they exchanged pleasantries. The girl was excited to see him. And then he says, you know what? The greatest thing that could happen to anyone happened to me. And the girl asked, you're getting married? You're engaged? No, he said, I received Christ as Lord and Savior. Oh. And the excitement became a plastic kind of smile. And the conversation changed topics and then ended abruptly. He did the same when he met a friend. Oh, you're back from the work. Nice you're alive. We're going to line up parties for you every day. And then the young soldier said, you know what? I have received Christ. I have known Christ in the world. And I have become a Christian. And I hope I could invite you one day. And the friend said, ah. And again, there was frozen smile, change of topics, and abrupt end of conversation. It happened a number of times. Until he noticed that his friends are not calling him anymore. Because he has become too religious, too old-fashioned, and even crazy. Why? Just because he testified to his faith in Christ. The confession that aligned him in Christ alienated him. And if you are faithful to your faith, somehow you will feel this alienation. Therefore, we need endurance. Second, we need endurance to do the will of God. The writer of Hebrews tells us in the same chapter where we get our text, that the reason why Jesus came to the world is to do the will of the Father. And I, I forgot to write the verse, but in the very chapter of our passage, in chapter 9, the Lord told the Father, Behold, I have come to do your will. Now, remember we're called Christians means we are named after Christ. And because Christ came to do the, the, the will of the Father and He did it perfectly, then we are sanctified in Him. We are saving Him. We are, we, are, we are blessed in Christ. But here's the implication. If our leader, if the person after whom we are named, came to do the will of the Father of God, then it, it's natural that we also 
are to do the will of God. Remember when the disciples asked Jesus, Jesus teach us how to pray? What did Jesus say? When you pray, say, Our Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The writer of Hebrews was so sure that true Christians will seek the will of God. He was so sure that he assumed that they would do the will of God. Why did I say that? He says in verse 36, For when for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, he didn't say if you have done the will of God. He says, when you have done the will of God. The other translation says, after you have done the will of God. So the writer of Hebrews was assuming that true Christians, and he was expecting that true Christians will do and seek the will of God. Sometimes they will struggle. Sometimes they will fail. Sometimes they would wrestle with God as to why is that the will of God. But they will never ignore the will of God. They will not take the will of God lightly. They will ask help from God. God, what your will is, is difficult, but I have come to do your will. There's something that I want you to think of. If you're not interested in the will of God, you're not yet a Christian. If your will is more important than the will of God, you're not yet a Christian. If the will of God is nothing serious to you, you're not yet a Christian. I'm not saying that you will be perfect in obeying the will of God, but when you know the will of God, you'll stop and pose it's important to you. Sometimes we do not do things according to the will of God. But whenever we do that, we feel bad, we feel guilty, we feel afraid and ashamed because the will of God is so important to us. That's why the writer of Hebrews says, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, the writer of Hebrews was so sure that true Christians will prioritize the will of God that he assumed they will seek it and abide by it. For you have need of endurance, so that when, he didn't say if, so that when you have done the will of God, Sometimes the will of God is easy, right? Sometimes the will of God is easy. Especially when you feel the spirit in your soul. When you sing, the Lord tells us to worship Him. Sometimes we do it delightfully. When things are happening well in our lives, it's nice to praise the Lord. So when that thing happening, it's hard to praise the Lord. That's when the will of God is difficult. Sometimes the will of God is easy. He says, uh, pray and we pray and say, uh, uh, respect your parents, honor your parents. We do that especially if we have good parents. But when the will of God says, bless those who curse you. Oh. When the, but when the will of God says, forgive those who hurt you. Oh. 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 And so sometimes the will of God is difficult and even costly. But true Christians, people who have been touched by His Spirit, people whose, whose lives have been changed by the Spirit of God, will at the very least seek the will of God and not take it lightly. The Bible is full of prophecies, and the prophets did not give us these prophecies to earth. They take under 
entertain us or amaze us or give us also but they were given for us guess what so that we will know the will of God and do the will of God God tells us what he will do in the future so that we know what we will do in the present and because sometimes the will of God is difficult we need endurance often the will of God does not allow shortcuts it doesn't point us often to the easy way, but to the right way. And often the right way is hard. Didn't Jesus say, not wide is the gate, and easy is the road that leads to life. And oh, many people go through that road. But narrow is the gate, and hard is the way that leads to life that only few people find. Notice in the Bible that the people God calls to service never had an easy time. They also need to learn endurance. Moses, Abram, Joshua, Isaiah, Joseph. He calls them, he trains them, and then he molds his character by allowing trials, and then he sends them to battle, and he does the same thing for us. In the book of Exodus, we learn that when the Lord led the people of Israel from Egypt to the promised land, He could have brought them to a direct and shortcut way. But no, he, he led them to the long way. And oftentimes the Lord will not take us to the shortcut way, but the long way. Therefore, we need to do endurance. We do the will of God. If you are interested in the praise of men, then go for shortcuts. And publicize your results. But you are, if you are interested in the glory of God, then you would go to the right and long-tested ways and learn God's methods and learn endurance. In the closing verses of Hebrews 10, where we find our text, here is what the writer says. Yet a little while, verse 37, and the coming one will come and will not delay. So the writer is saying, this Christ whom you are waiting, He will come in the promises that you are waiting for. He will bring along with Him. He will come at the right time. He will not delay. He will not come a day earlier or a day later. He will come. And then He says something scary in verse 13. But my righteous one, God says, my righteous one shall live by faith. And if He shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure. Oh. God is displeased when His people stops waiting on Him. When His people stops seeking. When His people steps back, He says, My soul has no pleasure. No pleasure. I'm hurt. And so we think, how is our Christian life? It's a good thing that the writer of Hebrews assumes and expects that those true Christians who really have been touched by the power of Christ will somehow, someway do the will of God that he says in verse 39, but we are not of those who shrink back and destroy, but we are those who have faith and preserve us. Wow. 1 John 2, 17, John says, And the world and all its desires will pass away, but the one who does the will of God abides forever. The will of God, which sometimes is difficult, often alienates us from the world. But the will of God will, that alienates us from the world will cause us to abide forever, endure forever 
Well, one day, this world and all the things of the world will pass away. We all know that that is true. Therefore, we need endurance to do the will of God. Third, we need endurance to receive what was promised to us. Right? If you're waiting for something and you leave and stop waiting, you don't get it. Unless you order by Amazon Prime. <laughs> but that's not the case with God. There are no shortcuts in learning God's truth. There are no shortcuts in building a Christian character. Our reputation, we can we can build a reputation or lose a reputation overnight, but it will take years to build Christian character. It's like patience. The Lord, I want patience. Do it now. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Therefore, we need endurance, and we need endurance to receive what was promised to us by God. Just practical examples. If you're waiting in line in the grocery, and you're waiting for to pay for your for your for the stuff you you bought or paid, if you take get off the line, you'll not get service. If you're waiting in line in the government's array, you know. Or uh, is that Service Canada? You have to stay there to get served. Because if you leave, guess what? You don't get served. Uh -huh. <laughs> when you apply to migrate to Canada, you have to fill up many forms, right? And you have to wait many months or many years. But what would happen if you do not respond anymore to Canada? They close your file and you throw it away. But because you waited, you are here in Canada. A farmer that gives up sowing, that gives up sowing, watering, and weeding this crop will not reap a good harvest. A fisherman that gives up gets impatient because the fish is not biting or his net is not catching and it will not catch any fish. I remember, I don't say that you go for soup steaks because that's kind of dumb, but the motto of Philippine charity soup steaks is good. A winner never quits, and a winner never wins. <laughs> now I remember that that was, I won't tell you how many years ago, but I remember that, you know? And so, our text tells us, you need endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. You have to wait on the Lord. Because the Lord waits upon you. He waits to be gracious to you. The prophet Habakkuk was the first, I don't know if the first to mention, but it was the one who mentioned that passage in Romans, the just shall live by faith. Prophet Habakkuk said that. And then he says in that book, he says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, kumabagal, wait for it. For it will surely come, it will not lie. So the prophet Abaku is saying, or God is saying to the prophet Abaku, whatever God has promised us, it will come in its appointed time. Not a day earlier, not a day later. If it seems slow in coming, still wait for it, because it will surely come. Therefore, writer of Hebrews says, do not throw away your confidence. The Lord Jesus gives us this parable about the persistent widow so that we will not stop, we will not give up and continue. The Apostle Paul said in Galatians 6, 9, 
Let us not become weary in doing good for at the right time we shall reap a harvest if we do not give up. James 5, 7 to 8 says, Be patient therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early rains and the latter rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. The Lord says, wait on me. Anyway, the battle is not yours. You just do what I tell you to do. The battle is not yours. The battle is mine. The results are mine. The initiative is mine. I want you to wait on me. I just want you to continue and do what I'm telling you to do. Wait on me. It's not wrong to expect rewards and blessings from God. Of course, we, we should check ourselves that we're not just going to God for His blessings when we go to God for God Himself. So we talk about that, but that's not my point here. It's not wrong to expect rewards and blessings from God. In fact, Hebrews 11, 6 says, Whoever draws near to God must believe that God exists and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. It's not wrong. In fact, what is wrong is to give up waiting on God to fulfill His work. Only those who lack faith will throw away their confidence and be destroyed. That's why the writer of Hebrews urges his readers, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence. Even when you're being tempted to throw away your confidence in God, do not pray, cry, beg for the Spirit to help you. But do not throw away your confidence in the Lord. Do not. That's the worst decision you would make. To throw away your confidence in Christ. We sang a while ago. Our hope is built in nothing less than Jesus Christ and His righteousness. Thank you. Our hope is not built on what this church does, not who you are, what you do. The Lord can do what He tells us to do. He doesn't need us. Remember last week? The Lord is more interested in His worker than His work. Because if he's more interested in his work than his worker, he would not use us. But he's interested in our this worker. He wants us to develop patience, to grow in character, because he's concerned about us. And therefore, it's not our battle, it's not our work, it is the Lord's work. Just do what the Lord tells you to do and wait on him. Therefore, we need endurance to serve, to receive what he has promised. I like that Proverbs 12, verse 12. The root of the righteous is. My wife has a green tongue. She is a resuscitator of dying plants. And I've seen her do her magic. She would buy $1 plants from a superstore that were dying. Before it's $10, she would get it for $1 because they are dying. She would revive it. And what she does is. She takes care of the root. Take care of the root. And there's a great chance the plant will survive and grow in her Proverbs 12, verse 12 says, Take care of your roots. The root of the righteous bear fruit. House your roots. Are you patiently nourishing them? So that one day they will cause you to bear fruit. According to the Lord Jesus, those who see fruits are those who hear God's word, hold fast to God's word with honest and good hearts, 
and then bear fruit with patience. It is hard, but we need it. Endurance is a necessity not only in life, but more so in the Christian faith. Now, we know that there are many casualties in church because they do not wait. Or they think that God is late or has failed them. But brighter Hebrews says, no matter what's happening, folks, do not throw away your confidence. Do not throw away your confidence. Perseverance is something we absolutely need. Pray for it. Ask the Lord, Lord, develop patience in me. Lord, ask me to embrace patience. Not despise it. Because unless we learn the necessity of patience in life, we will not learn anything worthwhile in life. A farmer does not plant a seed today and expect harvest tomorrow. So far, we're not planning that much. It takes time. It takes time. There's a time when God gives His promise, and there's a time when He fulfills His promise. We don't know how long it will take, but there's a time of giving a promise, and God always delivers His promise. How long? The Lord has to say. He wants us to wait and develop perseverance. So we need perseverance. So after you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Pray for it, accept it, and embrace it. Develop it by God's grace. I pray that this year, the members of New Hope Community Church will a little bit more patient and enduring and persevere. For the glory of God and for our benefits. It's, it's perhaps a challenge for me to say to myself, even say to my brothers and sisters, even perhaps to myself, but we need perseverance, we need to develop it. But if they ask me how you develop it, perhaps I would give general statements, but I could not give them steps, specific steps. Prayer develops endurance, reading on your word is endurance, endurance, Lord, and I still don't know, but it has, we need to receive the strength from me. And I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that first your spirit would teach us and accept the truth that most important things in life do not happen quickly or instantly. They take time. And so therefore we need to learn to wait and develop patience. I think the first step is acceptance. That oftentimes this is how things work. You yourself, you could have created the world in just one day. In just one day. But you've created the world in seven days. Is that an example for us? That you do things in steps where there is always a process? Perhaps. But it only enters me that you, to whom nothing is impossible, you who could create everything in one day just by the power of your word, would take six or seven days to complete the creation. 
you also said in your word that even you, you have to wait to be gracious to us. You have your wills and your promises and plans and purposes for our lives. And you have set them in a timetable, in a schedule. And oftentimes you will not alter your schedule to make life easier for us. Because patience has its own lessons, rewards, and blessings. So Father God, I pray that we would accept that we need patience. And second, that we would ask your help for strength that we would develop endurance. And that when we are at the point of giving up or running away, may we learn this passage of evil. For we need endurance, so that when we have done the will of God, we will promise, we will receive what is promised. Father God, teach us endurance. Develop in us endurance. May we always go the distance. May we fight the 15 rounds of boxing in the spiritual world. May we not just throw in the towel and quit. May we learn perseverance. Go the second mile so that we might receive what was promised us, so that we might live the Christian life, so that we might be Let us speak on now as they seek to learn and develop endurance by your grace. Christ in <coughs> Let's sing a song that my hope is built.
Yeah.
Let's all stand. Father, for those who are in the bed of sickness right now, for those who have challenges with their health, I pray that you give them endurance until they receive the healing that they are waiting from you. Father, I pray for those people whose loved ones have challenges in health, in mental, or social, or psychological, or physical. Would you give them endurance? I pray for those who have loved ones who are not yet believers, that they're trying to reach for years now. I pray for endurance for them. I pray, Father God, for those who are living in difficult situations or working in difficult bosses. I pray for endurance. I pray for those, Lord God, who are resisting or resisting temptations, who are fighting their pet sins and desperately need your love to overcome. I pray for endurance. I pray for those who are getting tired serving you. I pray for those who are getting tired being nice to people. Pray for those who are getting tired praying and doing what you have told them to do. I pray that you would give them second wind and give them endurance so that they will do your will until they receive what is promised them. And anything else, any cases, situations that any of these people and their loved ones would need endurance. For those who have loved ones that are far away and they miss them, I pray that you would give them endurance. Pray, Lord God, for those who have needs and waiting for provisions, who have loved ones that are far away, either by choice, wrong decisions, or situations, I pray that you give them endurance. And I pray again, Lord, in whatever case or situation we find ourselves, that we need endurance, I pray by the Spirit of God that you would give it to them, that you would develop in them that inner fortitude, that strength, that they would hold on by your grace, not by their strength, but by your grace, so that they may do your will until they receive what has been promised by you. And we will not throw away our confidence in you because you have great rewards. Praise you and glorify you. And look to you. Teach us, help us, and instill in us endurance. In Christ's name. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May the Lord dwell on with you and give you peace. In Christ's name.
pray that the Lord has spoken to you through the message today. Thanks for coming. God bless you.
Thank <laughs> you. 